0: Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Nathan, you can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark, you can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And today we're talking about minute number 19 of Justice League, and this minute is going to start out with our continued establishing London shot. A uh, couple vans, couple white vans, pulling up to a building. Uh, the minute's gonna end with some very threatening uh, bad guys walking up the stairs with some guns and a suitcase. Pretty you know, threatening. Very, pretty. Pretty th- threatening. Yeah,
1: pretty. Uh, pretty tangible.
0: <laughs> pretty tangible. Pretty real. Um, and you know, right off the bat, just tell them they're hey, they're bad guys.
1: Yeah, it's something we haven't seen before in a while. Honestly, the the last time I remember such a scene. Especially in a comic book movie, would have been The Dark Knight uh, Rises in 2011, where uh, Bane and the other kind of yeah his henchmen they kind of go to the they go to Wall Street right and Mm -hmm. they have that whole he has that whole motorcycle helmet scene and whatnot and I remember that I mean that itself was a controversial time in history because of some real life events that happened. And uh, seeing this again, especially seeing it in the theater the first time back in 2017 uh, and still seeing it now, it still seems like what a very uh, risky scene to shoot, you know, being that it's such a controversial thing to to uh, showcase and that being a, a superhero movie. Sometimes I wonder when I watched the 2017 version, is I'm surprised that that scene still made it. Like, I understand that there is a scene with Wonder Woman coming in and fighting some terrorists, but the inclusion of scenes of, oh, we have terrorists that are going to come in and actually shoot civilians without question or without, like, um, instigation, you know what I mean? And I know exactly what you mean. It, it always seemed odd to me that that was something that stayed in the movie. And even that weird montage that they start the 2017 movie with, where it's like uh, that Sigrid song, which is based on a Leonard Cohen song, and it has like the homeless guy and I guess some white supremacists that are uh, ruining some lady storefront. It always seemed weird that it was like, oh, that's how bad it is because Superman isn't around. And then it cuts <laughs> over to this scene where you have actual terrorists that are coming in and shooting up. Um, uh, this courthouse it's it's a bizarre like like really zero to 60 like oh no that's this is like this is really bad this is one of the worst things you could witness um in real life and you're watching it in in a comic book movie so I always knew like that was definitely something Zach had always planned to do was a scene like this and it makes sense that Zach would shoot something like this and 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 be like hey we need a superhero that comes in and and deals with them because it's wrong but it i always found it in weird taste out of all the things that they would cut out in zach's movie for the 2017 version i'm always surprised that they kept most of this intact most of most of what we see here in this whole entire
0: scene um before we talk i have a question i want to follow up on that yeah go for it so i understand what you're saying and um you know, that type of things with uh, the hostages and the guns and the the mass shooting and thing is a reality. Um, It's terrifying. Shit happens. This world sucks. But it is a reality, you know, and I'm not saying that it's supposed to not be or it's supposed to be cut out because it's, you know, not PC or whatever the argument is there. But is it, I mean, like, is it staying in because, hey, that is the reality? Because this is a bad thing that can happen? These are the bad guys, you know? It's staying in because we get to see Wonder
1: Woman deal with them. Yeah. I think that's why, yeah.
0: So it's not just like completely. I mean, the mindset of completely cut it out because that thing happens in real life. Then you might as well take out this the the tornado that killed Jonathan Kent. You know, it's like well, that thing happens in real life. You gonna cut the tornado? No. <laughs> it's that that very black and white mindset is kind of like where I see all of these uh, arguments on the other side, especially with you know toxic fan base and whatnot. But um, the 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 idea of taking it out because it would um hurt i don't i don't know i don't graphic. know because it's too, too yeah because it's but we hey we we were the we're the the people that played no russian and saw the backlash firsthand like we lived that that's us you know oh yeah yeah from so like we understand the whole thing with like guns and video games and and you know grand theft auto the being and a media. yeah it was like that whole thing with modern warfare 2 and that whole level and everything and we saw and we played it and it was like oh yeah that was a thing crazy right wait wait people are real. oh it's snowballing oh it's really snowballing it was one of those um yeah. i don't see things like that happening for movies because i you know i don't know i really don't know th- um
1: yeah i i think it comes down it's it's odd it comes down to you know the people who say who have the final say on the movie like what comes and goes Um, And there's a lot of things that that was taken out of this movie, not even just in the editing of this into the 2017 version, but even in pre-production, things that were, you know, this can't happen in the movie, but, you know, this is allowed, this scene right here. Um, there was a lot
0: of things that the studio deemed too scary, and they couldn't do it. Uh, one, of- I understand that when you when you bring about that argument, where it's like, okay, we did some when some things were taken out, but and then others were left in, mm-hmm. and then you have this. I get the Wonder Woman, heroic Wonder Woman side of it, but uh, I I see the argument of if you're taking stuff out, maybe this should have been looked at again yeah like why did this i'm not saying i agree with it i'm just saying i see where the argument is i'm not saying
1: (laughs) this should be taken out in any context i'm just saying that it's weird when they say oh we can't have humans turning into parademons uh in the in the uh gotham harbor uh scene and we can't have wonder woman cutting off steppenwolf's head and we can't have steppenwolf looking like an actual alien with spike armor uh like, we can't have those things happen because they are too scary. But we can have actual human terrorists uh, shooting a shooting into a courthouse and killing innocent people. That gets a pass. That can go into the movie. And we'll just put on some very unfitting Danny Elfman music and, and call it a day, which is a whole other thing um, that was off-putting for me it is when i saw that scene even back in 2017 watching this happen with these people um like there's no dialogue in this minute at all there's nothing to talk about the 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 terrorists they come in they start shooting they start ordering people to go up the stairs and and to form up into they kind of shepherd these people um like cattle and it's it's very it's very concerning it's it's very terrifying but then there's like this danny elfman music that they they took out Junkie XL's music. Here, it's a little bit more, it's a little bit more, I want to say like bolder. It's a little bit more of a cool groove, kind of like an action movie type beat that's happening here with Junkie XL's mix. So it does lighten the mood a little bit. But the Danny Elfman music, I remember it being like this very, uh, just quintessential Danny Elfman like, henchman music it was very like
0: you're watching an edward scissorhands
1: or you know just like uh goons in an actual batman movie doing something that normally would be like oh that's kind of you know quirky in its own tim burton way but the way danny Elfman's music happens in this scene it gave it this very clowny
0: and corny type feel you're, to it you're you're walking on thin ice here with me buddy because in Batman '89, henchman music was Prince, and like you can't—I know you're alluding to Prince to, to 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 clown henchman and Joker Joker henchman, but they had Prince bumpin'. And I can't, I can't knock him for that. Now, you tell now, me that they had, about like, circus car with, like, you know, exploding penguins. Okay. I'll play the song for you, Nate, if you want. we'll listen to the
1: Danny Elfman track, and then I'll show you. No, I get it. I understand we can that can watch the Danny that, Elfman song If you want to watch that 2017 version, we'll go and watch it, and I'll make you... I'm just saying. I'm not just talking about, you know, Prince, <laughs> Prince's involvement with the original 1989 Batman. Like, you have to think about... 89 returns even forever and, and Batman and Robin. Like you had to think and and, and like the music that is normally set up for those, those moments where bad guys Mm -hmm. come in, superhero comes in and and beats them up. That makes sense in the context of that, because it's always very comic booky. This isn't very comic booky. The rest of this movie is very comic booky. And in the way that Zack Snyder knows how to make this a comic book uh adaptation but this is this is very real this is very traumatizing and the music that he chose to put in where it has like this very staccato uh like piano uh composition it was just so off-putting it it just made it seem that much more uh unnerving in in more of like a upsetting way like this is a serious thing that's happening why is it why is there like this goon-like music that's happening I, I just always see it as a very clowny type composition yeah.
0: slide whistles
1: <laughs> yeah let's put those in there uh no the the junkie xl music here has that that very low drop uh guitar
0: riff yeah this
1: this makes it just feel a little bit more like an action movie and and not so much you know it is it does lighten the tone a bit but not too much where it becomes jarring um and so this is where we get uh the introduction of his his title is clad or black clad alpha the rest are considered betas i guess but mm. um this is where we get michael hatton who everyone probably knows as Reese bolton from game of thrones i don't know if anyone knows him from anything else like the alienness which i for some reason, watched that show. But, uh, you know, I don't know about you, Nate, but when I first heard Bruce Bolton was going to be in this movie, I thought he was going to be something, like, a little bit more substantial, like if he was playing Darkseid or something like that. And this was way, way in in the past. This was, like, 2016-ish. Like, I think, I'm not sure if Donna Justice had even come out yet, but they had casted Bruce Bolton for... An undisclosed role and I was always like oh well you know he could play dark side I could see it happening with voice modulation and and you know his likeness can be used as dark side I can see that um I wasn't expecting this I wasn't expecting this scene but uh, yeah there's um something I really thought was pretty cool was yes he is kind of like the alpha here of the group but the focus isn't ever on him in this minute it's on the briefcase that he's carrying like almost every shot of him after he shows up out of the van is that it's it's just this briefcase
0: um more on to that i and still i'm i'm iffy about this scene i very much enjoy all of our heroes uh entrance scenes they're great they're very majestic. They're very godlike. I think it's great storytelling. Um but this scene even back uh in 2017 I'm still just like, "What? And I think about it at uh, w- the way the way it gets a pass in my mind is that it is very comic book y Very team up book E. It's just like the beginning of a of a arc or the beginning of a movie that just has the action sequence, you know, to introduce the team, show off some of their abilities, yada yada yada, big old punch and the bad guy goes down. Um and going on what you were saying about these constant shots of this briefcase, I'm thinking that this briefcase is a big deal. Yeah. It's it's you know, I'm thinking it's like, okay, we got more kryptonite, okay, we got something we, we <laughs> somehow there's they a got, box inside the yeah suitcase. So it's like so things where it's like okay this is this is real maybe there's a crazy cool antiquities piece in there that wonder woman has been you know carmen sandiegoing for the past few years or something i don't know mm-hmm. things like that where i'm like okay this is like bigger than uh what it's supposed to be
1: uh, yeah, I yeah um, i thought these people worked for lex Luthor or something
0: like coming surprise. off down
1: of dawn of justice i was like you know, the trailers that were coming out and I was like,
0: so what are these people doing here? Are they trying to break Lex Luthor out of,
1: you know, prison or something? Something bigger, right? Yes.
0: Anyway, so that kind of goes my the main question is because it's a Wonder Woman entrance, how do you show off how powerful, how how big, how great, how heroic she is um, without it being like a massive event. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like the I think the I don't know, maybe just maybe bank robbery or whatever this bank explosion bank bank bomb job. There's a name (laughs) uh, was like the wrong move. Maybe it should have been. I don't I don't know. Runaway double decker bus. I don't know. <laughs> you know, like things where it's like, okay, cool, great action we yeah. get.
1: So yeah, Spider Man with the subway. He has, yeah, has exactly things like but that, you know, where where it's well it's she ju- gets the runaway double decker bus because she's in the there you go. Okay, I see what you're saying. There you
0: go. And I'll tell you something, every time you say double decker, reminds me of that great taco that used to be at Taco Bell. And I this get upset because I Bell, but. it's not sponsored by Taco Bell, but man, well, I love some Taco Bell. Anyway, d- n- no, it's like this. This. So, can you have a Wonder Woman entrance that is as big, but like have to downplay it? I think this is what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to just like, okay, well, the thing that's happening here in London is not like world news. I guess it probably should be. You know, there probably should be an entire movie about what's happening in this bank. Mm. Bank. I thought it was a bank. It's a court. So it's a court. I thought it was like security. Exchange. I, have, I thought they were trying to blow up like credit cards or something. No, fight club I style. have,
1: I have the whole rundown on this uh, okay. central criminal court here, but uh, yeah, just real quick before I get into that. Yes. Uh, I, I do think that maybe this is the better or not better, but the more interesting take is to have wonder woman stop a, a real threat that we deal with in real life and making that tangible, but I can see something where you can bring in maybe another villain real quick, just to be disposed of real quick, kind of like uh, Baron Von Strucker and.
0: I was just going to say that, and Crossbones, or not Crossbones, crossbones, the other
1: guy, the leg leg guy.
0: Well, Crossbones... Well, yeah, Crossbones in in Civil War. Yeah, okay. You can have moments like that
1: where um, if Cheetah wasn't used in 1984, Cheetah could be here, and this... You know, She could be leading this group. You had Scarecrow in the Dark Knight
0: coming, uh, returning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Things like that. They're all over the place. Yeah. I just don't know why I can't think of them off the top of my head. But we, we get it and we see it and we, we take it in as exactly what it's supposed to be and we move on. Yeah, exactly. Um, but this
1: one is, is, is much more tangible now. Now, the place that they are raiding... Is, is the Old Bailey. I'm sure everyone knows it. It's also known as the Central Criminal Court, or officially it's the Central Criminal Court. People know it as the Old Bailey. Um, and spoiler alert, they're just here to blow the place up. They're, they're here to reset the clock on, on the world, basically. They're a bunch of weird wackos on the internet who decide to set a date and and storm a a very important government building sounds pretty uh tangible that's
0: exactly what happened no that's exactly yeah it sounds pretty tangible but that's just v for vendetta oh yeah absolutely he does the same exact thing it could be hey maybe there's a reference here to that maybe he's
1: a terrorist he he is a terrorist that is correct nate um but uh, yeah, maybe there's a maybe this is a underlying V for Vendetta reference in comic book references here. Maybe that's why he's going with it. It could just also be that they're filming in London, so they decided to, you know, have a set shot here. Um, but yeah, a little little rundown on the Old Bailey here. And the reason why I did kind of like a deep dive on this building is this entrance that they arrive at this this group of terrorists. Um, I noticed that kind of architecture. That little relief statue that's above the entrance, and I wanted to know if there was something to that because you know, they come in, they arrive, they get out of the vans, they shoot that security guard in the back of the head and mm. quickly you know dispose of the body and go in. but there is a shot over the shoulder of the kind of figures looking down upon these people, and it kind of looked like a judgment type of shot where those those higher beings are watching you they've seen you do it and now something must be done right Mm, so i wanted to learn about it so i was doing a little bit of research here so what we have is that um you know this building the old bailey was originally built in like the 1700s but the great london fire destroyed it obviously so the current version of the old bailey old bailey that we see here. Um, was completed around 1902 to 1906. Um, and then in 1907, that's when they add the Lady Justice statue, um, which we'll get into when we see it in a later minute. But this whole building was uh, redesigned by Edward William Mount- Mountford, or E.W. Mountford, if you want to call him that. Most people do. Um, three <laughs> uh, Three female allegorical figures are on this archway. Um, and this used to be the old original entrance. Now it's just for ceremonial purposes. Um, there's a main entrance that I'll talk about in just a little bit, like a more official one. But this used to be mm-hmm. the old main entrance. Um, and these three figures here uh, the, f- the one in the middle with the hood on is the recording angel. So she has like this long scroll that she's writing on. And then on the left you can see fortitude which is um she's more like the heroic figure she's got very strong athletic features she has like really nice worked out arms and shoulders and like her neck she's just in this huge heroic visage pose and she has this sword right and then on the right is truth and truth is more like relaxed she's gazing at herself in this mirror in her hands And then, like, the arm that's not holding the mirror, she has, like, a snake wrapped around her arm, which is, like, the symbol of knowledge, right? And because she's so relaxed and somewhat, like, loosely clothed, like, I think she's even, like, not wearing a shirt or anything, um, it symbolizes, like, uncovered truth, And knowledge that she has. So she's kind of like relaxed. She's looking at herself in the mirror with the snake symbolizing symbolizing knowledge. It's just kind of like she is the bare truth of things. And then you have Fortitude who deals with it and the recording angel who documents and watches. So it's very kind of cool to watch them watching Bruce Bolton kill this man and being like, oh, I've seen what you've done and now you must be punished kind of thing. So I thought that was really cool. I'm glad I was able to find that. It took me a while to uh, look up that information, but when I was looking up that information, that's when I learned that this is no longer the main entrance. The main entrance that they have now actually has like this admonition on it, and it says, defend the children of the poor and punish the wrongdoer. That's what it says on the main entrance of this building. That's awesome. That blows my mind. Because that's so fitting for what we're about to get into.
0: It's the same. It's 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 the same entrance that that's just above these three women statues. Where at? it's like the the it's like the the statues of the women is pretty much like on an archway. Yes, and then it goes up, and then that f- phrase that you just said is like way high, way higher up. Uh, four pillars are kind of holding it up and everything like that yeah um but it looks like it's the same
1: entrance they do somehow make it to the main entrance yeah right here in this part right here right in the center, in the central (laughs) hub of this court oh yeah
0: no i'm just talking about in real life i'm just yeah saying i think i think it's maybe i'm just looking at a different angle of this picture yeah
1: but it it is really cool I'm, i'm i'm glad i looked at this stuff just because just that that saying right there defend the children of the poor and punish the wrongdoer is basically what Wonder Woman is going to do here in uh, in this big scene here, um, but yeah, that's it's just really cool stuff to think about. I'm glad I found out about these allegorical figures. I'm surprised it's not talked about more, but I can see why. And that's normally just because the Lady Justice statue takes so much more uh, priority. Like n- normally, when people want to learn about the Old Bailey, they're not talking about all the design work that EW uh Mountford did, but more so what F. W. Pomeroy did with the Lady Justice statue when they added it to the the building. But um I mean that's all I had for this one day. I don't know if you have
0: anything else before we wrap up. Um no, that's pretty much it. Um we'll get into I guess we'll get into the criminal mindset, you know, like that T V show uh later on in this week. People do love we, that show. Yeah. <laughs> when when we actually get dialogue of what's happening yeah. what these terrorists context, are about right? um cuz still yeah cuz still the context I'm I'm lost you know I'll be lost for the next couple of days so <laughs> that's that's okay uh that's really okay um I'm not mad about it cool Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today.
1: So if you guys enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minutes and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society, where you can join us to talk about today's minute or any minutes you guys are catching up on. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow for minute number 20 of Zack Snyder's Justice League.